You're listening to the Jiu-Jitsu Lou podcast and I'm Lou Temlett. I'm guessing you're having a good day because either you've been on the mat or considering getting on the mat or maybe taking your best mate to train. I'm so happy you're here listening or watching this episode. Please don't tap out before the end. When you want to change your life and your outlook, start training jiu-jitsu. I'd like to welcome Colin Howell to my podcast. Good morning, Colin. How are you? Good morning. I'm very well, thank you. Fantastic. Thank you for joining me uh, on this show. Um, we're going to hear um, lots about your story, um, but I want to uh, reference um, the competition that you were at yesterday, Grappling Industries. Tell me how that was. Oh, uh, it was great. Yeah, um, I was just there coaching. Um, we had uh, four people enter, and we did we did pretty well. Uh, we, we came around. We, what did we get? We had three golds. Wow. Three silvers and one bronze. I think. Yeah, that's what we. That's had. that's fantastic. I love seeing the energy from competitions. I'm yet to experience one for myself. Um, but just a gathering of like-minded individuals all heading for this kind of same goal um, yeah. and actually just being there supporting each other. So, Colin, tell us who you are um, and uh, what you train and what you're involved with. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah, so I have been um, doing martial arts pretty much since five years old. I've um, done a variety of martial arts. Uh, I'm I've been teaching for 20 years um, down here in Portsmouth, and um, yeah, I just I just love it. I mean, I've I've done looking back over the years of what I've done. I've I started with karate, then I moved on to taekwondo, yeah, um, a little bit of kickboxing and sort of kung fu along the way as well. Yeah. Uh, then when I sort of got a little bit older and it got a little bit more serious, I was I started doing jujitsu. Uh, and uh, then wrestling, freestyle wrestling, Greco-Roman wrestling. Um, and yeah, I've been doing jiu-jitsu. Jiu-jitsu I consider as my job. Um, nice. And I'm still learning. I've, I started a few years ago, I started doing judo with one of my black belts, who's a very high level um, uh, uh, judoka from Budokwai sort of era. And um, I'm proud to say I'm a yellow belt in judo. So, oh, congratulations! <laughs> <laughs> I will. I will be introducing you as a, um, a second degree black belt, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Um, I I won't put yellow yellow belt in judo, but equally, you know, it, that's a great achievement. Um, I want to take you back to your early years. So you've been coaching for around you twenty years this year. Yeah. But the the love for martial arts started way back and uh, I know we've, we've got something in common here. So tell me more. Yeah. So um, basically the whole thing is down to my dad really. So uh, when, when we were younger, we had, um, there was a, a video shop. Uh, I always remember it was called top tape just around nice. the corner. <laughs> yeah. And um, you know, so it's going back a few years, but it, I always remember going in there. And I just remember it being, being an amazing place. And down the one side of the wall were all the martial arts videos. Um, and my dad used to hire the different Bruce Lee films. So as a, a young boy, you know, yeah. I mean, I probably shouldn't have been watching it at six years <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure the martial arts were for us kids in those days. <laughs> yeah, I think I think it was, I was very young, five, six. And, and yeah, so watching Bruce Lee and just seeing this, this, this guy 
Um, I think the one that sticks in my head the most, I think, would have been uh, Way of the Dragon, probably. Where is that? I think that's the one where he comes back and his uh, master's been killed. And he, he goes into the dojo, his Japanese dojo, and just ruins everybody. That one was the one that sticks in my head the most. <laughs> yeah. Is that because, you know, he had so much power to ruin everybody, but... Yeah, anyway. yeah, yeah. I think what it, I think what it was, it was more the his demeanor. He had the ability to be, you know, this destructive. Yeah. But he was very humble, and he was just trying to yeah. be, you know. So it was that that I kind of admired. Like he had that power, but he didn't use it, sort of thing. Nice. Um. So yeah. So basically, that's where I started doing karate. Did it for a few years. It was a very. It was very probably old school karate. So it was a very rigid system. Yeah, and it, and it was literally going up and down the hall, sort of kind of just throwing punches, and it it didn't really. I found it a bit boring in the end. Um, so yeah, yeah. then, then I moved moved on to uh, taekwondo. So the, yeah. there was a school just around the corner from me, um, literally on the corner. Uh, absolutely loved it. Um, I was quite introverted, um, so it, it really helped me yeah. express myself. Like going back to Bruce Lee again, the, the expression of the physical body you know it allowed me to do that um and i loved it and i did it for uh well i, I did it up, up until the age of sort of 20 19 yeah. 20 years old from from 14 so I, and I got i competed a lot and i got to a good international level as well wow and got got my black belt um at sort of 18 years old so yeah that's fantastic i think one of the things uh being a parent myself having um you know a hobby for the kids to do that where they can kind of continue mm. um is really important because yeah. often you know the kids take something up um and it's not quite their thing because the parents have kind of put them up for it but actually you know on previous podcast episodes where the passion and enthusiasm has come from the child it yeah. just comes a lifelong passion and ambition just to continue learning and I think that's really important to kind of encourage the kids to kind of continue along that way something that is in their heart and you kind of mentioned being an introvert and I think some of us uh, some of my listeners very much are and actually jujitsu gives us a space to be equal and mm -hmm to train and understand without having to be, you know, the brash, bold, you know, all singing, all dancing individual on the yeah. high street or in the workplace or, you know, in the nightclub, actually we can just be ourselves. And I think that's the real joy of Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree with you totally. It's, and, and you will see that, if, you know, if you look at your teammates, um, got all, all sorts of different types of people. Yeah. And, and, you know, if you're in a good environment, it really works. You know, you can have people that are, are well, not even even their personalities, but just the different uh, jobs that people have, you know, yeah. their backgrounds, the, you know, the, the, their day to day life. And it, it, that's that's one of the one of the real beautiful things about it. And mm -hmm. the other thing that I sort of learned kind of around about brown belt time was that so the the academy um that i'm from in brazil uh but that i trained at in brazil um it's a very very competition based academy um novo now is they produced a lot of 
uh, MMA fighters for the UFC. It's it's essentially a, a lightweight gym, but yeah. they produced a lot. So the the the, the kind of hard training, the 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 full on full contact training, um, is one side of jujitsu. Um, but going to another of my other f- uh, friends academy in um, in New York, um, my coach Vito Shaolin moved from Brazil to New York. So I, I've always followed him, I've always trained with him, but had another friend and his academy was a little bit different. Um, Eduardo's academy um, at Lotus, it 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 was uh, seemed a lot more inclusive. It, it, you know, it was for for people a lot older, um, yeah. and you know, a lot um, not really interested as much in the competition. So yeah, get to see sort of two sides of what jujitsu can actually offer. It's really it's really good to see. That's fantastic. And you you talk about um, professions and jobs. You know, we are all equal on the mats. But um, I know that you uh, are now a, a coach for the Royal Navy. So tell me a bit about um, the Royal Navy team. Yeah, so, um, so the Royal Navy, um, as most people know, they have a lot of sports within their, their, their structure. And um, they never really had an official... Uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu uh, uh, team. The army d- did and does, and so did the uh, the RAF as well. Um, and they've been going a little while, but there was no official team for the navy, which is which is crazy because the navy's huge, you know. Yes. Um, so um, yeah, so some of my students, I was approached um, by uh, Matt and Dusty, uh, two two of my guys back in the day. Dusty still trains, still down in Portsmouth, still trains with me. Um, they uh, wanted to put this together and have an official team, which I thought was a great idea. Um, so I naturally, you know, they wanted, they need, they need to have a figurehead. They need to have somebody that can, you know, help as a head coach, um, be part of the team, you know, and they asked me to do it. So it's a great privilege because, wow, you know, yeah, I mean, being, being in Portsmouth, it's very military heavy anyway especially yeah. Navy. Yeah. And um, some of my friends have been Marines, you know, and, and um, we, we teach a lot of Navy down here anyway. So, yeah, they've brought me in um, and they've been going, I think, two years now. And it's bigger than ever. Um, Fantastic. Yeah, it's, 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 they're in a, a, a capacity now where they have, they're able to get funding, you know, for, for training, for training trips. Um, we've put on a couple of competitions, one in Plymouth, which, which did really well nice. uh, for everybody. And these camps that we do, we're now going to be doing a couple a year. We have people coming down from Scotland, you know, any of these teams that are in, are in bases around the UK come, come down and uh, we have guest instructors on one of them, but we have guest instructors and yeah, I mean, it's amazing what they've done. They've come a long way. Wow. So all of this in two years and yeah. you're organizing. So when you said jujitsu was your job, you're not lying. This is your job. <laughs> yeah, it is my job. I mean, I, yeah. I mean, yeah. One of the things that I said to the, uh, to, to the Navy when, when they came down and I try and put it out there, it's like, mm-hmm. I work for you. You know, I'm trying to push it forward for you guys. They've put me in this position. It's really important that I do my job. And, yeah. um, they're all open to send me a message if they need help with any techniques or or anything, you know, because it's yeah. there's a lot goes on in jujitsu. So um, yes. I'm just there for them. Yeah. 
That's amazing. I'm really thrilled and quite heartwarmed to hear, you know, bringing on new teams and encouraging, you know, new sectors whilst it was kind of, you know, in the military, but, you know, having having the Royal Navy um, and you heading up the team is just incredible. So yeah. tell me a bit about these seminars and camps, because I've not yet um, attended any seminars and camps. And whilst the Royal Navy, um, I'm not in that circle. Um, but um, tell us a bit more um, about what's involved and what happens on these seminars for anyone that may not have attended anything uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. So I think if if um, well, first, if anybody wants any information, they should probably go to the Instagram page. Um, so it's Royal Navy BJJ. Give it a follow, and then they'll get all the information they need from there. Um, but but yeah, what we what we do is we have these camps where um, it's uh, it's basically it's a week. So if you're part of the Royal Navy team, wherever you are, you can come and attend these camps. Um, it's usually, I think it's usually between Monday and the Friday, um, because most people go off on leave Friday, uh, it's either a half day or, or Friday's like a day off kind of thing. Cause people yeah. want to go and see their families. So, but what we do is we have, um, the one, one we had recently, um, we had just before Christmas, we had, uh, ghee and no ghee. Um, I brought in uh, one of my students, uh, Mike Pring, who's a very high level um, judoka. Uh, and what we did is to mix it up a little bit, we added in judo for BJJ. Nice. Um, because there is an element of we'd spend so much time on the ground. Don't always have the time to go through the takedowns, uh, you know, yeah. as much as you as you could. And it is, is a big part of it because we start standing. So it's, it's really important. Um, but I brought him in um, and we had other coaches, um, the guys from the team taught some 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 good techniques, um, Matt and Dusty. And um, we brought in some other people as well, just to, to give something for whoever was going to be there to take away with them. Yeah. Um, and they can they can we have a little bit of sparring as well. Um, I For me personally. I think you can kind of spar anywhere. You can spar with your team or at home. Yeah. So I, I don't make it a huge part of my part in the seminar. What, yeah. what, what I do do um, is I, do, I like to do specific sparring based on what we've just done. So yeah. you, could, you could have, we could have been doing, um, I don't know, half guard sweeps the whole hour, two hours, and then we'll drill that live. So you are rolling, but nice. under specific terms. I, I'm sure you've been listening to some of my previous episodes. Half guard and half guard sweeps is, yeah, where I'm practising at the moment. That's right. That's <laughs> great. It's a great position, but, you know. Um, I know. One thing, I'll give, I'll, I'll give you a tip on that. Yes. I was always taught um, that half guard is basically two things. You're trying to do two things. One, you're trying to sweep, or two, you're taking the back. Yes. And if you think that way, they both connect to each other anyway. Yeah. Um, of course, there are submissions from there. Of course there are. But um, I find if you kind of drill that way and if you think of half guard as those two things, yeah. you, can, yeah. you can be quite successful there. No, that's a really great tip. Sometimes if I'm really not thinking, I go, oh, my gosh, I'm in half guard. I've got a strong half guard, but what do I do next? Yeah. So sweep or take the back yeah just need to use the upper body to get off the ground yeah <laughs> yes yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, okay i'm mentally going through that i'm on the mats later this afternoon so Good. we'll nice. be trying that one 
This is the Jiu-Jitsu Lou podcast with me, Lou Temlett, coming to you from the UK. When you're ready to pick up some Jiu-Jitsu Lou merch, head over to jujitsulu.com forward slash shop. And if you're looking for a discount code, sign up to my newsletter. Today, I'm having a conversation with Colin House. Colin, thank you so much for your time so far. Um, I want to ask some questions uh, because I'm a white belt. I'd love to know advice for white belts. Okay. Uh, um, okay. So yeah, being it was a little while ago I was a white belt, but I, I see them. I see them every day, and um, I have them on my mats every day. Um, so I think you've got to kind of looking at the perspective of somebody that's joining uh, a jiu-jitsu gym. I mean, firstly, congratulations because it's not an easy thing to walk through the door even and get there you know so you know it can be very daunting it it can be you know to to actually start and begin it I think once most people start it's it's with them forever it's something you'll never ever forget and people progress on some people don't but they'll never forget the you know what they did um so I would just say yeah I mean all there's there's no it's a great place to be probably the best place to be because there is no nothing is expected of you you're there to learn. Um, you're there to enjoy yourself. You know, you've taken up this this art form, this sport, and um, you all you have to do is is learn. Um, I would say listen to your coach, trust your coach. Yeah. You know, we 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 live in a world where you can Google pretty much anything, or you can go to YouTube and find anything. Yeah. Um, you know, it is very tempting to. Uh, see something on YouTube, go to the gym and try it <laughs> and just, it doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. It doesn't work. Yeah. Half of half of the move drops out of your mind and then you never pull it off anyway. No, I mean, it's, it's great. It's great because like I understand the absolute addiction that you, that, that white yeah. belts have. They're just, it's just like, wow, I found my thing. This is my thing. Mm. And I get it. Um, but I would say just trust your coach and, you know, your coach should be able to, if you have issues with certain positions, uh, things you don't understand, your coach should be mm. able to help you with them anyway. Um, things like YouTube are really kind of, they're great, but I would say I wouldn't spend loads of time trying to work things out until you're about sort of purple, really. Or blue, nice. even you know, that's nice. that's when because that's how you, you, you don't, don't forget. We've you know, there's only so many things you can actually do in jujitsu. Yeah, unless you've got an extra limb or another head. Yeah, we, we've not managed to AI ourselves yet. No, no, <laughs> that's it. So you, there's only so much you can actually do. So you know, um, yeah, just trust your coach and and but most of all, enjoy yourself. If you're not, if yeah. you're doing something and it's not enjoyable, you need to change it because, yeah. you know, I spend a lot, almost every evening and almost every day with my team. And yeah. it's a lot of time for me. It's got to be enjoyable for me. Yeah. And it's got to be enjoyable for the team as well. Absolutely. Now, I was thinking that you, you mentioned about asking your coach questions, but what if you're in a position and you don't know what to ask? What, how would you kind of reset or understand where to go? So when you're asked to ask questions and sometimes you haven't got any questions, 
what can kind of help you to, um, you know, identify some of your areas that you need to work on? Yeah. So the when I do private sessions, um, I I like to work around uh, the the athlete. Okay. So if you're not too sure what to ask, and you, you don't know what, what what you should ask yourself is what is happening when I'm rolling. Okay. Yeah. So if I get to a certain position, um, is is this does this keep happening to me? Do I lose this position? Am I yeah. getting somewhere and not knowing what to do from that position? So before you ask the question, ask yourself what's yeah. happening when I'm rolling. What you know, where am I going wrong? Yeah, um, because you'll find the same things will happen time and time again. So you've got to keep looking at yourself. Yes, I agree. Um, sorry, I'm I'm smiling and laughing because whenever I roll with blue belts, they're always on an armbar mission. Okay. <laughs> right so for me it's keeping elbows tight and you know frame and all the rest of it so, so take that as an example then yeah yeah so you keep so let's say you keep getting caught by arm bars or at least you get put in that position yeah so it, someone would probably ask me oh how do i escape this arm bar I keep getting caught in it i would rewind it all the way back how did you get put in that position yeah so i, I would say well we need to prevent it don't let's not wait until it happens let's prevent that from happening so yeah. i would rewind it all the way back to where did it start from so let's say you were in someone's guard that they threw up okay so there's probably something wrong with your posture um you're probably putting your arms in the wrong place um are you trying something in the guard that, that's maybe maybe you're trying to do a standing guard pass or you're doing something that's not quite right so yeah. i can you can answer that or your coach could answer that by you ask, asking yourself the question, what is what is going on? Nice. That's really great advice. And I am now kind of mentally overcoming the armbar issue. I've just got some, some very good blue belts that I roll with, um, and I really have to defend the armbar. But um, when I was training with a, a brown belt, you know, just that education, defending the legs, rather than going for the grips, because that was my natural thing. When yeah. you're a white belt, you want to grip onto something to give yeah. yourself some stability. But actually, there's a defense from the, the lower half of the body rather than going in for the, the collar. Yeah. So um, that was my my transition. But thank you for the the the, um, the arm bar rollback. Let's see what's going on yeah. and putting yourself in that vulnerable position to be got into that place in the first place <laughs> no of course but I, I, I would apply that to everything you know take it right back to where it started yeah you know, it could be a nice. could be a escape you know it, it could be you trying to pass the guard well i can't I, keep, I get stuck in their heart i'm i'm trying to pass but i get caught in the half guard along the way okay yeah. let's what happened just before that i would i would apply that to most things nice fantastic Thank you for those white belt tips. Now, um, part of this podcast, um, as any listeners will remember, is um, to encourage more women to start training jiu-jitsu. Um, what advice uh, would you have for, for women wanting to start training or being at the beginning of their career, specifically um, women in that um, place? Um, yeah, that's a, that's, a, that's a good question. Um, so, yeah, I mean, for me, I, I really don't feel that there are enough women women um, doing jiu-jitsu I feel like you know especially the ones that we have in our team they get so much from it yeah um, 
confidence and you know um even if they're not much of a sporty type you know it, it's 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 a, it's a sport essentially so like you know you know you know what it's like you know some people have a real problem i know i do if i go to the gym on my own yeah. just to lift or whatever I, it's, it's boring i can't do it i'll probably yeah. miss a few reps and go home you know um but you're doing a sport where there's a community um that hopefully most of the time should be a supportive one Absolutely. and you you are trying to improve yourself um by by doing jiu-jitsu well you yes. should be trying to constantly improve so it's it's i think confidence it can really help with confidence and just understanding that you're um you can be strong as well you know yeah. it, 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 it is it is daunting i think once you get over that you know for any beginner it's daunting but i yeah. think maybe maybe for a woman as well it's maybe a little bit more because unless you're in one of these huge academies where they have like three ladies classes a week yeah you're probably going to go on the mat and it's going to be 95% men probably yeah so yeah just just try and get over that hurdle get in there give it a go um and if everything works out like in terms of you you feel comfortable there and you know the, the the what's really important is kind of the um what's the word kind of the attitude of the gym yeah. you know yeah. it's friendly welcoming if it's if it's like that you it can be really really rewarding absolutely when you kind of say you know my upper body has become stronger mm-hmm. um and for me on the mats you know i love the logical thinking mindset and actually, it gives me an opportunity to increase my brain power and my mindset with jujitsu. It's not always about, you know, kind of sparring and, and kind of, you know, fighting, or whatever. Um, for me, it's that, you know, thinking logically about what position you're in. Um, and like you're saying, you know, the advice for, for us as white belts, kind of rolling back, what, where do you start? What are the things you're doing? So it very much becomes a, a, a mental game. Yeah. Um, from that perspective so I, I really like it from from that perspective that gives me a lot of um, reward emotionally uh, as well as physically yeah that's it and yeah you, you nothing's expected of you at white belt or if mm. you're a beginner you know a woman starting nothing's expected of you you know it was when I first started it was it was it was very much you had to be an absolute ninja to, to, to be a to get your next belt you know yeah. you have to have competed you had to have won that competition and so on and that it, that kind of reflects what it was back then which was yeah. it was quite a niche thing jiu-jitsu I mean I started there was only two black belts in the country I think or, or three wow um yeah and and so it was a very niche thing it was an underground thing and you had to be this amazing fighter at every belt you had to be a competitor you had to you know but but now it's much more accessible and it yeah. should it should be that way because it can be you know really rewarding for everyone fantastic i love i love everything you've had to say about that so if anyone uh is already training or thinking about starting training jiu jitsu um how would you suggest that they approach um approach the mats or a school uh, and tell me you know how you kind of your values and where you come from 
Okay, yeah. So um, I would say you need to just listen and learn. Basically, you're you're you should be in an environment where you've got a really good amount of experience with the with the coach and with the higher belts around you. So you should you're there as we spoke before you're there to learn that's all yeah. you're there for um don't worry about promotions um they will they will come when they come um i remember being a white belt and i remember i want to be a blue belt i want to be a blue belt you know and it was this thing and then when i actually went to brazil and you know, i was there for quite a long time uh, just training jiu-jitsu i got to obviously got to a good level doing that amount of training but i realized it didn't even matter what belt I was, you know, it was, yeah. it, it, I was just, I was doing jujitsu and that was what was yeah. important. Then when I totally forgot about it, that's when I got promoted. So <laughs> I, I, I would say, uh, you know, just don't worry, enjoy every belt, enjoy everything. Yeah. You know, the time is going to pass anyway. So you are, you're going to, you're going to progress regardless of that. Yeah. Um, in terms of like the values, um, something that I carried with me and it's, but it's it's funny we spoke about this because I've actually uh, we were doing a 20th anniversary gi for my team, and I have my own logo, and I've altered it. And what I've done is I've put in a few of the values which I hold true to myself and what I believe in. Um, so they the the, the values um, that kind of stuck in my head actually came from Taekwondo, and it was something that you had to 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 learn about and know about. And if I remember rightly, it was courtesy, integrity, perseverance, self-control, and an indomitable spirit. Ooh, so, nice. yeah, so that's the, that, that's the tenets of Taekwondo, the five tenets of Taekwondo. So um, the last two, self-control, like, yeah, of course, an indomitable spirit. Yeah, that's, that's, that's great, you know, but for me, it's the first three. So the courtesy, integrity, and perseverance. Yeah. Um, I, I do consider myself courteous. Um, I think it's important to be that. But I, so I didn't put that in. I just put in the perseverance. Sorry, no, sorry, integrity. Yeah. And perseverance. So nice. I put that around my logo, logo now, and that does describe my journey pretty much. Um, perseverance yeah. to be teaching all this time, to be doing martial arts all this time. Yeah. Um, you know. It, it, that's that is a strong thing you know it's got me where i am you know um and integrity integrity i believe is really important you know yeah. it's, it integrity is what you do when no one's watching you know yeah who you are and i've kept i like to think i've kept that over the years and it's reflected on my team i've got great people you know these are my my friends my brothers and my sisters that nice. i see every every night so so yeah, you have to have that, and and it's important in martial arts that you have something behind it. Yeah, uh, it, it just helps that it pushes you that little bit further. You can be a world champion kickboxer, and you're just knocking people out yeah. in shows. But uh, I think if you've got that extra bit on top of it, it can really help yeah. you with with your journey. So that, yeah, th those things are quite important. 
Absolutely. I would say they are ultimately important. Um, for me, they resonate. You know, I absolutely get integrity and I absolutely get perseverance from you. And I just want to say congratulations on 20 years of Thank coaching you. Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. I think it's incredible. And I know you're going to have an absolutely fantastic year. Um, and uh, we'll be following your socials for your 20th anniversary gi designs uh being a, being a designer i'll be keeping an eye on that okay good good <laughs> oh colin thank you so much for your time i really appreciate it and hopefully listeners you've got some value from this i know i certainly have and uh we'll absolutely be following your stories and uh yeah hopefully see you at a competition at some point soon Fingers crossed. Yeah, I hope, I hope so. It might even be Barcelona. You never know. You never know. <laughs> Colin, thank you. No, you, you are very welcome. Thank you very much. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Thank you for telling your friends about this show. And to get notified of upcoming guests and special offers, head over to jujitsulu.com. Thanks again for listening. Catch you on the next episode of the Jiu-Jitsu Lou podcast.